SMS SAFM now on 41391. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez on SAFM. Oh, let's have a different conversation. Good evening again. Songhez Omabekze here on SAFM Viewpoint and from Buffalo City in East London. We stick along the coast, but all the way to the very end of that end to to the city of Cape Town, executive mayor for the city, is on the line. Not for the first time, my guest, Jordan Hill-Lewis. Jordan, good evening. Perhaps as a respected public figure, you might want to throw a word or two to the people of East London and to your public counterparts at that end who have to deal with quite a harrowing incident that happened over the weekend. Good evening, Sungezo. It's nice to join you. But yes, that is an absolute tragedy that's happened there, an unthinkable tragedy. And uh, all of us share in the in the national sense of pain that that, uh, that, that city is going through tonight and uh, over the last 24 hours or so. And we just really hope that we can get some answers as soon as possible. Certainly. I thank you. I thank you for that. Answers certainly will help us, but more than that, a concerted societal effort to rid ourselves of the scourge of the things that allow the things to happen as mm. these things have happened. But l- l- let's get to the nub of the issue why we are having this conversation this evening. I think many South Africans need to hear more of this conversation because what load shedding is occasioning on homes and the integrity of homes, education outlets, businesses in particular, which are literally surviving at best on a threadbare Load shedding is just one national tragedy on top of many other national tragedies. The city of Cape Town is responding to this, and I think now uh, the chickens are coming home to roost properly here. Talk to us. What are the developments taking place there? Well, I'm so glad you describe it as a national tragedy because I've always felt very strongly that South Africa has become far too accepting of load shedding. Mm. It's become accepting of, of mediocrity and failure. And 15 years, Sungeza, after this started, we are now, it's actually worse than it's ever been. The last year was the worst year of load shedding we've ever, ever had. And we're already now in, uh, just about to go into July, we've already had a worse year than last year. So this is the worst year of load shedding we've ever had. So it is just getting worse, not better. And, uh, you know, I just, I feel very strongly that we, we have to reject this and we have to do, take the bold steps and decisions necessary to move past this as quickly as possible. And I think that there is an incredible amount of foot dragging at a national level. And so in Cape Town, we're just going to try to move past it as quickly as we can. Uh, and, and we believe it's totally possible. Uh, and we know it's possible. It's not a matter of belief. It's a matter of fact. Mm. We know it is possible to do it. And Cape Town's uh, answers the, are the IPPs, yeah? The IPPs, which um, I'm pleased to say closed today at 5 p.m., so the, the bids are now closed officially, and now we start the process tomorrow morning of opening all those bids and starting to evaluate them, and that'll take some time. And then uh, we've got to sort out the storage question, because, of course, renewable energy, as we know, is not available at nighttime. Uh, it's not available when, the, when it's raining and so on, so you've got to have storage. And that tender will go out later this year. It's a very complicated tender uh, because it's never, we've never had a storage tender in South Africa <laughs> for battery storage or pump storage. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's some complicated work that we're doing now, and we'll go out later this year. 
And when you put those two things together, a whole lot of IPPs plus storage, you can beat load shedding. Uh, and that is our plan. ESCOM Sir Push, and I needed to read that because I would have been tempted to say something else. So far in 2022, their app says, I mean, it's the most yeah. credible app there is. So far in 2022, yeah. we have nine hundred. We have had 929 hours, of course, and counting. That's the equivalent of 39 days. What that means is in a 12-month cycle, South Africa, through load shedding, are on 10 months and 20 days. And of course, because load shedding is not over as at today, it's going to be 10 months, nine months. The point is, we are required as a society to do so much more just to recover from the losses that have come with COVID economically, socially, and every other sense. But we are having to do that much more with so much less because we don't have access to electricity. I mean, if you're going to be load shed three times now because we're in stage four, me, eight until 10, four until six, and 10 until midnight. How do we run municipalities like that? How do we run businesses in those municipalities and keep people employed and keep people pretty much within the framework of economic development and activity? How has it affected Cape Town, for instance? Well, you know, every single one of our, I mean, just just some really small practical uh, implications. Every one of our water pump stations around the city has got a massive diesel generator on it. Now, when, when uh, it's the same goes for our sewerage pump stations. When uh, we have this stage four load shedding like we do, all the batteries run flat at those facilities, and then you've got to switch over to diesel generator. We are currently spending millions of rands just to pump water to people's homes and uh, pump sewerage to our sewerage farms because of load shedding. Now, that is millions of rands that we would much rather be spending delivering basic services, mm-hmm. Uh, improving infrastructure, but here we are spending it on diesel. Now, that's just one of the implications. All of our traffic, you know, the traffic uh, synchronization of robots all kicks out after after long periods of load shedding when the batteries run dead. Mm-hmm. We've got to spend money putting batteries on all of our robots. But never mind that. We, we, municipalities are one thing. But Songezo, imagine if you are a, a medium business owner running in a, a, a manufacturing business in South Africa. We know that manufacturing businesses... Basically, you, you know, electricity is, is absolutely essential. The, the manufacturing businesses run on huge machines, and those machines can't. There's just well, there's very few generators big enough to run those machines. So it ha- you have to have power. Mm. So you're trying to compete on a global economy. Uh, South Africa's already got a whole lot of other stuff that that makes us less competitive. And then you've got to deal with load shedding. You, you, those businesses cannot survive. They will. They just. They just doing everything they can to hold on now. Michael Bagram so earlier this morning. This sorry to interrupt you there, Jordan. Yeah. I had a yeah. conversation with Michael Bagram. You would know him well. He's and, and, well, and, yeah. and he's a labor law specialist. He said mm. to me in his words this morning, "All I am doing now is retrenchments." He's doing retrenchments, and what hurts him the most is that it is retrenchments of small businesses, middle class people who are middle aged. He then goes on to say. At best, they will survive for the next five to ten years. After that, they are literally out on the street. This, of mm-hmm. course, can in large measure be attributed to the fact that, I mean, you've just given us the numbers, how ESCOM doesn't allow businesses to grow, and when businesses don't grow, it's only a matter of time before there are retrenchments. And we know yeah. the social issue that comes with people not being at work. The city of Cape Town equally is being seen, certainly in South Africa, 
as the technological hub. I mean, you are making serious investments in that regard. Yes. This, of course, is going to impact that development. I mean, never mind the fact that there are litigations involving Amazon. But the reality is if Amazon is going to choose Cape Town as its destination, together with Correct. many other technological um, outlets, let me call it that, in relation to coming through to Africa, Cape Town has become that entry point. How now are you selling Cape Town still because, on the one end, you want to remain attractive, but the reality is there are quite a few things that stand in your way to become as attractive as you would sell? Oh, there are things that stand in our way. This is a journey. We've got to still build all these independent power producers. We've got mm-hmm. to get the, the storage system right, all of that. But, you know, on Friday, I had a delegation with me from the U.S. government, from the Department of Energy Secretary John Kerry's office. Yes, yes. And the, the, the response... Former Secretary John Kerry, the, right? Uh, no, he's now, he's now the uh, President Biden's special uh, envoy on the environment. So, uh, I, I can't remember his exact title, but he's still working for the President. And and his and his uh, a team from his office was, yes, was yes, here, yes, and yes. Um, they they are just so excited about what Cape Town's doing. The message is getting around the world. Now we've just got to make sure that we get on and do it as quickly as possible because load shedding is crippling us. And and I I mean I so totally agree with what you're saying. It, it will. I I really think that load shedding is the biggest handbrake on the South African economy. If we can just sort that one issue, we could grow this economy several percentage points faster every year. And and several percentage points is massive. You know that is tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of it's people real. in work. It's real. Uh, so, you know, I, I always say, if 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 I had the honour of being president, obviously uh, that's that's a distant dream. But <laughs> but if I did, I I, yeah, I wonder why, dream, I, I wonder why President Ramaphosa doesn't just make this the issue, the one thing, just sort out load shedding, and and everything else will follow after that. Uh, it's. You know, he should really just have a one-issue president. My man, you need to read the state capture report, and then you'll find that there are quite a (laughs) lot of the issues that need to be central. I propose, Jordan, very quickly, please, to take an ad break because I have to, and then we'll come and conclude this conversation. For those who are listening, please continue to participate. Innovation, the city of Cape Town has the ball rolling on getting IPPs to supply the city's electricity. Just today, the tenders for the IPPs have closed. And, of course, the real work for the municipality is going to start now in coming through with those parties who are to supply 300 megawatts of electricity to try and buffer the absence of what would be the supply of ESCOM but for load shedding. After the break, we continue with the mayor of the city of Cape Town, Mr. Jordan Hill-Lewis. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomabete on SAFM. We're in conversation with Mr. Jordan Hill. With some five, six minutes remain of this conversation with him, and I'm going to take the executive privilege, if you like, or use some authority that I have, however little there is. Jordan, can you educate us? I mean, I think this is something important because it can happen to other municipalities and it probably should be encouraged, given the fact that there's no end in sight from the woes that are occasioned on ESCOM. The IPP process, as you are doing it at the city of Cape Town, its relationship or not with the National Department of Energy. I mean, in other words, the the, the provinces of national competence 
and local competence in this regard, the IPPs, the profile of what you hope you will get from not just the production of electricity, but also the transformation and rel relative economic development that you need and want to see for the city of Cape Town. This is, of course, just even before we talk about the contracts for the backup systems to which you made reference earlier on. Just yeah. take South Africans through what the city of Cape Town's thinking in relation to not just the achievement of electricity, but also the socio-economic achievements that you want to establish through these IPP tenders. Okay, so there's two questions there, but great questions. Firstly, our relationship with the National Department of Energy. Uh, at first, we were afraid that we would need what is called Section 34 determination, which is basically permission from the National Minister to buy our own energy. And uh, we thought that that might be difficult. And, and I've had a couple of conversations with the Minister where they've, they've pledged their support since then. And since then, there's actually been a public statement, actually just in the last couple of weeks, that we do not need ministerial determination uh, or permission to buy our own power. So that is a huge Relief. step forward. So mm. essentially, Sungeza, we don't actually have a relationship. We don't, we, in this case, we don't have a commercial relationship in this case with the National Department of Energy. We can go on and, and get on with these contracts ourselves, and that's a huge relief. Then uh, we, what is important is we do not have a, what's called a wheeling arrangement with ESCOM. Uh, and that means that all of the power that we buy has to be plugged into the Cape Town grid. It has to be inside the city's grid. So, for example, we cannot buy power from the Northern Cape, where there's huge amounts of space and mm. lots of sun, uh, and then wheel it through ESCOM's grid into Cape Town. Mm -hmm. We don't have that in place. Now, ESCOM is very supportive of what we're doing, and they would like to have a wheeling agreement in place uh, sometime soon, but it, isn't in pl it is not in place yet. Mm. Uh, and in fact, we are the first place doing, we've just started our wheeling pilot project. So we are also starting with wheeling now uh, inside the city grid. And that's also going to make a positive difference. But when ESCOM has its own national wheeling agreement, that'll help us a heck of a lot. Because then, for example, theoretically, we could go to a company and say, we'll buy power from you, but you don't even have to be located in Cape Town. You can mm -hmm. be located in the Northern Cape. You can be located in the Popa, wherever you've got space. You can sell us power. And, and then you can wheel it, wheel it, it as it were, to exactly, Cape Town. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then, finally, on your second question, I'm very excited about the prospect of what this could mean for the Cape Town economy. I think that you might find a huge uh, investment in manufacturing renewable energy equipment, whether it be solar panels or the electrical gear or, or uh, batteries. In fact, we've already had our first battery uh, factory open up in Cape Town because I think investors are starting to see what the future holds for huge uh, procurement of this kind of renewable power in Cape Town municipalities. I have no doubt that other municipalities are going to follow. Today, we had a delegation from the city of Joburg uh, coming to talk to us about our load shedding program, uh, and others will follow. And, and so I'm very excited about what that means for local economies. Now, are you seeing the necessary investments taking place around the prospects of IPPs? No, 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 not at all. Uh, I mean, this is a shocking statistic, not my statistic. This is from Andre Derater, mm -hmm. who keeps repeating this, and I, I still it's, I still struggle to, to actually believe it. Not a single additional megawatt of power has been added to the national grid since he became CEO of ESCOM, and that's, that's more than two years. So if you think about the scale of our power crisis, the fact that that IPP procurement at a national level is taking so long, 
uh, is quite quite a staggering thought. Uh, so so no, I think there's there's far too little investment at a national level. Uh, but now we've got the potential to do much more at a local level, and, and I think we must run as fast as we can to do that. Is this where one says, Mzanzi, we have a problem? Yeah, exactly right, exactly. Uh, and, and he's been trying to say that, uh, to his credit. He's been trying to say that. And if I was, you know, I, we, we have these things called these renewable energy purchase rounds, where we should just open the door and say, listen, we have an energy crisis. We need 10,000 megawatts plus, and we need it yesterday. Uh, never mind these purchase rounds. Just go on and, and, and buy everything. We'll, we'll buy everything you've got, and we'll buy it as quickly as you can. I think we need more time, certainly, to have a conversation about renewable energy, where South Africa's lack and opportunity lies, and certainly you'll be one of the early members to engage the conversation with us, and I think it's time to get South Africans involved from a civic perspective in terms of owning mm. the mess we are in, but yeah, more yeah. importantly, the solutions that can come with it. Jordan, thanks for your and time. don't man. accept... Don't accept failure. We can fix this. We've just got to be ambitious. I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much, Jordan, for your Thank time. Thank you very much. Executive Mayor of the City of Cape Town, Mr. Jordan Hillwis. Dineo Mdawung for News at 21 Hours.